Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. I'm Tony Newmark, and this is Parshat Vayishlach on Purely Pshat. Let's go. So the first layer begins with Yaakov preparing to confront his brother Esav. So Yaakov sent angels in front of him to his brother Esav, over to the land of Seir, in the fields of Edom. And he told them, and he said, say the following thing to my master, to Esav. This is what your servant Yaakov said. And he said, I've been living with Lavan, and I've been late until now, but I possess oxen, donkeys, flocks, servants, and maids. And I have been sent to say this to tell my master, to find favor in your eyes. And the angels came back to Yaakov and they said, We went over to your brother Esav, and he's also coming towards you with 400 men. And Yaakov was extremely worried, and he was pained. So we divided the people who were with him, the flocks, the cattle, and the camels, into two different camps. And he said, If Esav comes to one of the camps and destroys it, so the remaining camp will survive. And Yaakov said, The God of my father Avraham and the God of my father Yitzchak, God, who told me, Return to the land of your forefathers, to your birthplace, I will be with you, because I have become small compared to all the acts of kindness and truth that you've done for me, for your servant. Because when I crossed the Jordan River, I had only the stick in my hand, and now I have two entire camps. So please, save me from the hand of my brother. Save me from the hand of Asa because I am afraid of him. And he might come and harm me or a mother or her children. And you said, I'll do good to you. And I will do good. And I will make your descendants as the sand of the sea. Like they can't be counted because of the great number that they are. The second Aliyah continues with Yaakov's preparation to confront Asa. And it also speaks about Yaakov fighting with Asa's guardian angel. So he slept there that night. And he prepared a gift of his possessions for his brother Esav. And that gift was 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 nursing camels with their young, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male donkeys. And he gave each herd separately into the hands of his servants. And he said to his servants, Go ahead of me and make space between one herd and another herd. And he told the first group, and he said, When my brother Esav comes up to you and questions you, and he says, Who do you belong to, and where are you going? And whose property is this that you have? And you should say to your servant Yaakov, This is a gift sent to my master, to Esav. And Yaakov himself is behind us. And he also told the second group and the third group, and all of those who followed the herds. And he told them, This is how you should speak to Esav when you approach him. And you should also say that your servant Yaakov is behind us because he said, I'll appease his anger with the gift that is going in front of me. And afterwards, I'll see him face to face and maybe he'll accept me. So this gift was passed on ahead of him and he slept that night in the camp. And at night he got up and he took his two wives, his two maids and his 11 sons and he crossed the shallow part of Yabok and he took them and he brought them across the stream. And he took across everything that he had. The next section, Yaakov fights with Esav's guardian angel. So Yaakov was left alone, and a man was wrestling with him until the break of dawn. 
and he saw that he couldn't win against him, and he touched the joint of his hip. And as he wrestled with him, the socket of Yaakov's hip became dislocated. He said, let me go because the morning is here. And he said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. He said to him, what's your name? Yaakov, he said. And he responded, your name will no longer be called Yaakov, but rather Yisrael, because you fought with God and you overcame him. And Yaakov questioned him and he said, tell me your name. And he said, why do you ask for my name? And he blessed him there. So the third Aliyah continues, Yaakov named this place Peniel, because I saw God face to face and my soul was saved. And when he passed Penuel, the sun rose up for him and he was limping on his thigh. And because of this, to this day, the children of Israel cannot eat the sciatic nerve, which is by the hip joint, because Yaakov's hip joint was touched at the sciatic nerve. The next section, Yaakov confronts Asaph. So Yaakov was looking around and he saw Asaph was coming towards him and 400 men were with him. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maids. And he put the maids and their children first, Leah and her children behind them, and Rachel and Yosef last. And he went ahead of them, and he bowed down on the ground seven times until he approached his brother. And Asaph ran towards him and embraced him, and he fell on his neck and kissed him, and they cried. He looked around and he saw the women and the children. He said, how are these people related to you? And he said, they're children who God has graciously given your servant. The fourth Aliyah continues this reunion between Yaakov and Esav. So the maids approach them and their children, and they bow down. And Leah and her children approach them and bow down. And afterwards, Yosef and Rachel approach them and bow down. And he said, why did you bring this whole entourage? And Yaakov said, to find favor in my master's eyes. And Esav said, I have plenty. My brother, you can keep what is yours. And Yaakov said, no, don't. If I found favor in your eyes, Take this gift from me, because I've seen your face, because it's like seeing the face of God, and you've been appeased by me. So take my gift that's being brought to you because God has favored me, and I have everything I need. And he urged him, and he took it. He said, set off, and we'll go. I'll go with you. He said to him, my master knows that the children are very gentle. The flocks and the cattle, they're raising their young. They depend on me. If they push them too hard one day, all the flocks will die. So, let my master please go ahead before his servant. And I will move at my own slow pace, according to the pace of the workforce with me, and according to the pace of the children, until I get to my master in Seir. And Asaph said, please, let me station with you with some of the men that are with me. He said, why? Can I find favor in my master's eyes? And on that day, Asaph went back to Seir, his usual spot. And Yaakov traveled to Sukkot, and he built himself a house, and he made huts for his cattle. So they named the place Sukkot. And on his way from Padanaram, Yaakov came to the city of Shechem, in the land of Canaan, complete. And he was camping in front of the city. And he bought the part of the field where he pitched his tent from the sons of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred kisitas. And he set up an altar there and he named it El, God of Israel. The fifth Aliyah speaks about Dina and Shechem and the journey to Beit El. So the story of Dina and Shechem. Dina was Leah's daughter, who she had with Yaakov. And she went out to observe the daughters of the land. And Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Chivite, 
He was the prince of the land. And he saw her. And he took her. And he slept with her. And he violated her. His soul was cleaved to Dina, Yaakov's daughter. And he loved her. And he spoke to her heart. Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, and he said, Take this girl for me as a wife. And while his sons were with the flocks of the field, Yaakov heard that he defiled his daughter, Dina. And Yaakov kept silent until they came. So Hamor, Shechem's father, went off to Yaakov to speak with him. And when they heard that Yaakov's sons came from the field, the men were extremely stressed and angry because he committed a terrible act in Israel to sleep with the daughter of Yaakov. This was just not done. And Hamor spoke with them and he said, My son Shechem's soul seeks out your daughter. Please give her to him for a wife. And marry with us. And give your daughters to us. And take our daughters for yourselves. Live with us. This land will be in front of you. And settle here. And do business here. And buy property here. Shechem said to her father and to her brothers, May I find favor in your eyes. Whatever you tell me, I will give you. If you ask me for any large amount of gifts, I'll give you whatever you ask me. Just give me the girl as a wife. And Yaakov's sons responded ingeniously to Shem and his father, Hamor. And they spoke and they said that he defiled their sister, Dina. And then they said, we are unable to do this, to give our sister to a man that has foreskin. Because to us, it's a disqualification. We will agree with you, though, if you do this, if you'll be like us, to have all your males circumcised, then we'll give you our daughters, and we'll take your daughters for ourselves, and we'll live with you and become one people. But if you don't listen to us, and you don't get circumcised, we'll take our daughter and leave. So Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son, were happy with their words. The young man did not wait to carry out this thing because he desired Yaakov's daughter and he was the most honored of all his father's household. Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and they spoke to all the people of the city and they said, these men are peaceful with us. They're going to live in the land and do business with us. And the land is clearly big enough for all of us. And we'll take their daughters for ourselves as wives and we'll give them our daughters. But the men will only agree to live with us and they'll only agree to be one family on this condition. Did all our males be circumcised, just like they're circumcised? And then, won't all their flocks, their property, and all their cattle be ours? Let's agree with them, and they'll live with us. And all the residents of the city listened to Hamor and his son Shechem, and every male that lived in the city became circumcised. And then on the third day, when they were all in pain, Yaakov's two sons, Shimon and Levi, Dina's brothers, each took a sword and they came to the city in confidence and they killed every single male. And they killed Hamor and his son Shechem with their swords and they took Dina out of Shechem's house and they left. And Yaakov's sons came with the corpses and they destroyed the city that defiled their sister. They took all their flocks, their cattle, their donkeys, whatever was in the city and whatever was in the field. They captured and took all of their wealth, all of their children, all of their wives and everything that was in the houses. And Yaakov said to Shimon and Levi, you have troubled me. You've created hostility between me and the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and among the Prezites. I am not that many. And they can come together against me and attack me. And then me and the rest of my household will be destroyed. And they said, do you expect us to make our sister look like a prostitute? 
The next section speaks about the journey to Beit El and Yaakov's name being changed. So God said to Yaakov, Go and travel to Beit El and settle there and make an altar to God there, the one who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. And Yaakov said to his entire household, to all those that were with him, and he said, Remove the foreign gods that are among you and purify yourselves and change your clothes. We're setting off and we're going to Beit El. And I'll make an altar there for God, the one who answered me on the day of my distress, and who was with me on my path. And they handed Yaakov all the foreign gods that were in their possession, and the earrings that were in their ears. And Yaakov hid them underneath the tree that was near Shechem. And then they journeyed, and the fear of God was on the cities that were around them. And they didn't pursue the children of Yaakov. And Yaakov came to Luz, which is Betel, and that's the land of Canaan, and him and all the people that were with him. And he built an altar there, and he called it Ale Beit Ale, because God was revealed to him there when he was fleeing from his brother. And Rivka's nurse, Devorah, had passed away, and she was buried beneath Beit Ale, at the bottom of the plain. So he named it Alon Machut. So God appeared again to Yaakov as he was coming from Badan Aram, and he blessed him. And he said to him, Your name is Yaakov. You will no longer be named Yaakov. Instead, Yisrael will be your name, and he named him Yisrael. And God said to him, I am the Almighty God. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a multitude of nations will come from you, and kings will emerge from you. The Sixalia continues, I will give you the land that I gave to Avram and to Yitzchak, and I will give the land to your descendants after you're gone. And God ascended from him in the place where he spoke to him. And Yaakov built a monument in that place where he spoke to him, a stone monument, and he poured a drink offering on it. And then he poured oil on it. And Yaakov named this place where God spoke to him, Beit El. The sixth Leah continues with the following sections. Binyamin is born, Rachel passes away, Reuven moves Yaakov's beds, and then Yaakov's and Esav's descendants. So they journeyed from Beit El, and there was still considerable distance from Ephrat. And Rachel went into labor, and her labor was very difficult. And then when she was having so much difficulty from giving birth, the midwife said to her, don't be afraid, because this one will also be a son for you. And then as her soul was departing, and she was dying, she named him Ben-Oni. But his father called him Ben-Yamin. And Rachel died, and she was buried on the road to Ephrat, which is Bethlehem. And Yaakov built a monument on her grave, which is the monument of Rachel's grave until this day. The next section, Reuven moves Yaakov's bed. Yisrael journeyed. And he pitched a tent at some distance past the Tower of Adair. And then when Yisrael was living in that land, Reuven slept with Bilhah, his father's concubine. And Yisrael heard about this. The next section speaks about Yaakov's descendants. So Yaakov now had 12 sons. Leah's sons, Reuven, Yaakov's firstborn, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, and Zevulun. Rachel's sons, Yosef and Binyamin. Rachel's made Bilhah's sons, Dan and Naphtali. And Leah's made Zilpah's sons, God and Asher. And these are Yaakov's sons who were born to him in Padanaram. The next section, Yitzchak passes away. So Yaakov came to his father Yitzchak in Mamre in Kiryat Arba, which is Hebron, where Avram and Yitzchak lived. And Yitzchak lived a total of 180 years. Yitzchak breathed his last breath and he died. And he was gathered with his people and old and satisfied with his days. His sons Esav and Yaakov buried him. The next section speaks about Esav's descendants. 
So these are the descendants of Esav, who's Edom. Esav took his wives from the Canaanite women. Ada was the daughter of Elon the Chiti. Achlivama was the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Tzivon the Chivite. And Basmat, the sister of Nevaiot, daughter of Ishmael. And Ada gave birth to Eliphaz for Esav, and Basmat gave birth to Reuel. And Ali Vama gave birth to Yush, Yalam, and Korach. And all of these people are the children of Esav, who were born to him in the land of Canaan. And Esav took his wives, his sons, and his daughters, and all the people of his household, all of his flock, and all of his animals, and all of his property that he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he went to another land due to his brother Yaakov, because their possessions were too numerous for them to live there. And the land that they inhabited in could not support them because of their flock. So Esav lived in Mount Seir. Esav is Edom. And these are the descendants of Esav, the father of the Edom on Mount Seir. And these are the names of Esav's sons. Eliphaz, son of Esav's wife Ada, Reuel, son of Esav's wife Basmas. The children of Eliphaz were Taman, Omar, Tsepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah was a concubine to Eliphaz, Esav's son, and she gave birth to Amalek for Eliphaz. And these are the children of Ada, the wife of Esav. These are the children of Reuel, Nachas, Zerach, Shama, and Mitzah. And they're the children of Basmas, Esav's wife. These are the children of Ahalivama, the daughter of Anna, and daughter of Tzivon, Esav's wife. She gave birth to Yush, Yalam, and Korach for Esav. And these are the heads of the children of Esav, the children of Eliphaz, Esav's firstborn, the head of Taman, the head of Omar, the head of Tsepho, the head of Kenaz, the head of Korach, the head of Gatam, the head of Amalek, and they are the heads of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the children of Ada. And these are the children of Ruel, Esav's son, head of Nachas, head of Zerach, head of Shama, and the head of Miza. And they are the heads of Ruel in the land of Edom. These are all the children of Basmas, Esav's wife. These are the children of Ahalivama, Esav's wife. The head of Yush, head of Yalam, the head of Korach. They are the heads of Ahalivama, the daughter of Anna, Esav's wife. And these are the children of Esav. And these are the family chiefs. They are Edom. The seventh Aliyah speaks about Seir's descendants and the kings of Edom. So the descendants of Seir, these are the children of Seir, the Chorite, the people who were living in the land. So they are Lotan, Shoval, Sivon, Anna, Dishon, Eitzer, and Dishan. And these are the heads of the Chorites, Seir's children, in the land of Edom. So the children of Lotan were Chori and Hamam, and the sister of Lotan was Timnah. These are the children of Shoval, Alvan, Manachas, Eval, Shephon, Onam. And these are the children of Sivon, Aya and Anna. And he is Anna who lives in the wilderness, and when he pastured the donkeys for his father Sivon. And these are the children of Anna, Dishon and Halivama, the daughter of Anna. These are the children of Dishon, Chemdan, Eshban, Yisran, and Keran. These are the children of Eitzer, Bilhan, Zavan, and Akan. These are the children of Dishan, Utz, and Aran. And these are the chiefs of the Chorites, the head of Lotan, the head of Shoval, the head of Tzivon, the head of Anna, the head of Dishon, the head of Eitzer, and the head of Dishan. These are all the heads of the Chorites according to their families in the land of Edom. And the final section of the seventh Aliyah, the kings of Edom. So these are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom. And the name of the city was Dinhava, 
Bela died, and Yovav, the son of Zerach of Batsra, took over in his place. And then Yovav died, and Husham from the land of the Temanites reigned in his place. Husham died, and Hadan, the son of Bedad, who defeated Midian in the field of Moab, ruled in his place. And the name of the city was Avis. And Hadad died, and Samla of Masreka ruled in his place. And Samla died, and Shaul of Rehovot on the river took over in his place. And Shaul died, and Baal-Hanan, the son of Achbor, took over in his place. And Baal-Hanan, the son of Achbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his place. And the name of his city was Paul. And his wife's name was Mehet Havel, the daughter of Matzareit, the daughter of Mezahav. So these are the names of the heads of Esav according to their families and their places. These are their names. The head of Timnah, the head of Alva, the head of Yeses, the head of Ahalivama, the head of Ela, the head of Pinon, the head of Kenaz, the head of Taman, the head of Mivtsar, the head of Magdiel, the head of Airam. These are the heads of Edom according to their inhabitant areas in the land of their inheritance. This is Esav, father of the Edomites. This was Parshat Vayishlach on Purely Pshat. I'm Tony Newmark. Have a great Shabbat.